So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Cowboy Army share their thoughts on all things town. Well, what a week has been so far for the Blues news coming out of our ears. Um, of course, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code Cowboy to get 20% off and free delivery uh, with the code Cowboy. Um, also, Ginger Pickle. And uh, we've got a new little thing they've asked us to say. If you want help with your Google ads and getting the top of Google, selling more products, or with your website remarketing, contact Ginger Pickle. There we go. Sponsorship out of the way. Let's bring the boys that are joining me this week. I'm joined by three fine gentlemen in Jubster, Liam and Steve. Steve, good old from good old Devon. Um, discuss all things town this week. Um, we're going to start off with good old Jubster, my friend. How's you, how are you doing? And we've all got our sort of alarms on just in case town announce a new signing because as of this recording the blues are very close to signing harry clark you may be listening to this when it's been announced already but jobster you excited my friend i am yes and you know first of all thank you very much for letting me come on this evening good to see steve good to see liam as well um yeah We've been talking about lots of Ipswich Town news and Harry Clark, you know, breaking. Will he sign? We could do. Um, yeah, really excited um, about this. Um, I mean, first and foremost, somebody from the Premier League leaders, Arsenal. I mean, you know, what what quality we're going to for, you know, what a January transfer this is already turning out to be. And yeah, we're what, 19 days into it already? You know, um, yeah, really excited. I mean, he's... From you know, from what I've looked at this afternoon, he's played 10, 10 games for Stoke and ten then more for in sub. So you know, good championship experience. Played up in the Scottish Premier League as well for Hibs and for Ross County. So yeah, yeah, um, exciting. Um, I'll be honest, hadn't really heard of him, but um, a quick Google, quick quick check of the web, and um, of course that. Uh, goal that Ipswich scored for the youth team uh, that nice passing intricate one where you know someone was comparing the passing to Barcelona and he was the guy that put the ball in the back of the net so yeah looking forward to uh, looking forward to this one getting over the line another Mark Ashton masterclass indeed and um, Liam Steve um, before we get into more chat on Harry Clark just want to introduce you guys as well so Liam how you doing my friend welcome back to the show yeah thanks for having me back on hi gentlemen good to see you all again how is everyone Good. Very well. Very well. Good. Very well. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And, and Steve, bringing you in as well, just to hear your voice for the first time. How, how's things? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, recovering from the uh, the long drive to Portman Road on Saturday. Um, wasn't too bad on the way back. Although I will say, when I stopped on the way back, I stopped at South Mims and the Argyle coach turned up. A Mumba walked past me at one point. Uh, and I was like, I was sat there having a Burger King, uh, which maybe not the best idea. Wasn't happy. There was loads of town fans there at South Mims, loads. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Argyle lads walked in. They didn't go to, uh, to Burger King. No, no, they didn't. They just probably Went, did a toilet break. A toilet break, and then they were back yeah. on the coach. Yeah, yeah, they got all their food on that coach, I'm sure. But um, yeah, South Mims, decent service station stop, and um, I'm oh. sure. I think there's a good set. A lot of Southwest branch guys um, went to the game and girls, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, big up to them for doing that journey. And Steve, well done, my friend. I'm pleased you got home safe and sound after the draw. Um, let's go back to you then, Liam, to get your thoughts on Harry Clark, an Itchwich town boy, born and bred. Um, came for the Youth Academy, of course, signed for Arsenal at the age of 14. But um, what's your overall reaction on that signing if it does happen, whenever it does? Yeah, I'm quite similar to Mark, how 
he's not a player I was too familiar with, but I've been asking some good friends who are Gooners and they speak very highly of him. Had a look up him on sofa score and his stats. Average ratings look very good and very impressive. So, yeah, it's it's, it's what Mark said. It's a good signing to to bring in, really. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you know, once again, I don't watch championship football that often, so I can't really say much of his time at Stoke this season, but he's got some championship experience, Steve. Um, once again, young player, 21, one for the future, but also could be a player for the short term as well. Over thoughts? Wait till next season, Ross, and you'll be watching a lot of championship football. Yes, I oh, bloody hope so. So, um, yeah, really, I'm similar to the guys, really, really pleased. He's young. Um, got a lot of talent. Arsenal wouldn't have picked him up. Was he 14, 15 when they picked him up? Um, played for Stoke, scored a couple of goals for them. Could have some nice competition at the back, maybe JD's position or, you know, back up to Wes or something like that. So it kind of gives a bit of balance to the right from uh, Leaf Davis on the left. So, yeah, really good. And it's a, and it's a perm. It's not a loan. They're actually spending money on a, a permanent transfer. So all good. I trust them. They can buy whoever they like. Indeed. No, they haven't. They haven't. Uh, oh, wait, well, well, maybe they have, but we'll get there. We'll get there soon. Yeah, we have um, got a mid-season verdict um, sort of feature on the pod this week, going through the best signing, worst signing, best player, most underwhelming, surprise package and all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. Um, actually, I think that's coming up in a second. But um, we have got our klaxons ready just in case they do announce the signing on this podcast. If they don't, then hopefully it will be the next day or whatever, but um, we shall wait and see, boys. Um, well, let's get right into then the mid-season verdicts. Then. Um, we've got a couple of categories here. We've got best player, worst player, best signing, worst signing. Sorry for the person who does get the worst signing. Uh, most improved player, most underwhelming and biggest surprise. Um, so, Justin, let's start off with the best player. And I, I have a feeling I know who's going to win this out of all three of you guys, but I'll be, I'll be surprised if you've got different ones we'll see we'll see take it away jumpster well yeah <laughs> sometimes i uh, i like to go a little bit different um look for me so far this season my standout player has been luke wolferton uh, the guy just oozes class at the back of the pitch now i've never you know felt so comfortable with our defense when we've got luke wolferton in there um doesn't seem to um, panic, doesn't seem to hesitate, um, can pick a pass, you know, can um, can spray the ball around the pitch. Um, but um, yeah, he just always seems to be in control. And, and as you know, we build out from the back um, with our, you know, from the goalie. And yeah, for me so far, uh, Wolf, Luke Wolfenden. That's a good shout. He's, he's had a really good season. I think he was so close to leaving the club at one stage, but um, under McKenna. He's been class. And I'm sure he knows probably Harry Clark because, um, you know, both Fitzwich boys. Um, Wolfram's a bit older than him, but I'm sure they, they, they'll know each other, I'm sure. Um, well, Liam, best player this season so far as we get to the halfway stage, or we are at the halfway stage. So, I've been thinking about this all afternoon and I think I've got to go Morsi. I think he's a class above and I think week in, week out, he's good. He always gets the ball, finds space, passes it. And that's what impresses me the most about him is he literally can find space in a phone box, can't he? And I don't understand how he does it. And yeah, I just think he's brilliant. Yeah, for me, he'd be the best player so far. That's a good shout again. And um, if you're watching on video, you'll see Liam. He's in that oh, beautiful blackout kit. It looks, oh, it looks beautiful, my friend. It's a very rare kit, of course. Not many about, but you've got one, my friend. 
Uh, yeah, I'll tell the story off air how I got this one. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Look forward to that. Uh, sorry to all the listeners out there. Um, you never know if we if we need we, we we put like a bonus episode out where you have to you know subscribers and we, we'll, we'll maybe bring that later, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so Steve, best player so far. A lot of players have been you know been brilliant this season, but who is your best player so far? Well. I- I'd leave Davis down to start with because I think he's been quality since he came in. Um, and then I've kind of been thinking about it all day, and I've, I've gone, I've gone with Connor Chaplin. Um, when he when he gets the, I mean, we haven't had this for years with with town players, but when he gets the ball, he just cycles the ball through to the next player, no fuss. There's no, there's no, um, you don't get a feeling of worry when he gets the ball he just brings the ball in controls it really well very similar as Liam said to Morsi Morsi picks the ball up does the same um I think Chaplin's a bit quicker with it um I mean I saw him at Argyle the amount of times he picked the ball up twisted on a sixpence and then pinged a pass off um so I would go I would go Chaplin Morsi was my second um, Chaplin was my second I was tired yeah, between yeah. them both all days yeah. so, yes. quality they're good footballers that's that's the thing and we haven't had that for a long time. Um, they're just good on the ball. They don't look flustered. They they take it, they pass it, and they make space. Um, and Chaplin's banged a few goals in, so you can't really ask for much more from a 10. So, uh, yeah, Chaplin for me. That's a good shout. I think he's gone a bit under the radar, actually. I know he has, you know, scored the amount of goals he has scored, but there's a period where he was going a bit under the radar with how the amount of goals he got, because he said he was a put-a-patch goal scorer. But um, in the last two months, he's really stepped up. And, yeah, I think he's definitely got to be up there. Um, and, of course, he won um, Plan a Month as well for, for League One, didn't he, in December. So, big up Connor for that. Um, let's bring in, then, the worst player. I'm sorry any Itchers Town players listening to this. But um, it has to be, uh, I wouldn't call it awards, but um, it's part of this verdict. But, Jobster, you're the first man to give this to somebody. Who are you giving it to? This is tough. I mean, you know, this season that you know, we, we've it's very difficult to pick a player out that you know that hasn't stepped their game up and and and, and done really well and you know to, to pick one of them out and label them the worst is for me i've you know been scratching my head all afternoon I, I suppose i had to write one down i think the only player that i just feel a little bit you know unsure of uh when either when he starts or or when he comes on this uh, as a sub is is jackson um, and, 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 you know, we're talking so fine margins and I don't want to be too picky, but, you know, he, he just, just, there's just sometimes when you just think that pass could have been a little bit quicker or that could have found someone out. But, you know, we've got an exceptionally good squad and um, it's very hard to pick a worst player out uh, for, for me. Yeah, we've um, we've took this list from his inspiration off, off Twitter um, and we just sort of ran with it and maybe... We could have maybe not included a worse player, but you know it starts debate, the starts discussion. So everyone who's listening to this and, and watching, get involved. But Liam, who are you, who are you giving it to? Sadly, so I've been thinking about this as well. Uh, you see, for me, it's it's hard with the team and the squad we've got. I don't know if to say Keo just because he's not played and he's not played very often, but. As Mark said, it's really difficult to pick out. But then there's been other players that have played less and had less minutes. So do you include them for that reason? Or, yeah, so I, I don't know, really. Um, 
I'm going to go with Keo just because I, I don't know. But I don't think he's the worst player at all. But I'm just going by because he hasn't played and he hasn't played very often. So, yeah, it's difficult. But I don't think he's the worst player at all in the team. Now, do you know what? This question is probably, it's hard to have it when you've got a good team who are doing well. Um, so, it's probably a bad question to actually have here. But it, it has to be done. I think it's always, it start, as I said, it starts debate. Steve, who are you going on? going for before we move on it is a hard one uh as as mark said you know we've got a got a good squad 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 and they've all been firing really i think i had to pick one who i think maybe hasn't done enough uh but then also not had a chance really is um Kassam. um that had me so i think they that's what i was thinking that was my other one yeah, yeah i mean i i Saw him play when he played against Argyle at home park, um, and he got he got injured pretty quick um, in that game, and he's not really had a chance. It just strikes me as a bit of a a knee jerk signing. Um, I had me after one really good game for Burton against us. Um, it's really cruel though to pick a worse player because I think I genuinely don't think we've got any um, that have been bad. Um, <laughs> go back a couple of seasons, lots. Um, but I don't think this season I've gone to have me. And if he's listening to this, sorry, Gaz. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm being amateur podcast host here. This is I'm actually scrapping this. Um, this is admin live on the podcast. Maybe it should be most underwhelming. So maybe not. So we've also got the most underwhelming sort of um, section on this as well. So maybe that can be as part of it. So is there any other players you're adding to say maybe most underwhelming who you were looking forward to but hasn't stepped up to jobs to start with that? Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to really when you've got a good team. But you know, we've still had some bad performances this season. We've had a, you know a few games with you know dropped points and stuff. So it's not been all rosy this campaign, but it has been pretty much good, pretty much of it. But Jobster, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just to, just to echo Steve's uh, comments there. I, for underwhelming, I have Gasan down. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to Burton away, uh, and when he played us, you know, he gave our backline a, a right old handful, you know, and hit the cross pu- crossbar post, whatever it was, very early on in that game. Um, yeah, I came away impressed, and then to find out that you know we've signed him a few days later, it's like, well, yeah, this is good, you know, we're we're, we're picking out talent and and that from within there. Has he been unfortunate with injury? But maybe is there better players ahead of him? Um, Maybe as well, you know, we have got a large squad now. And is he one for the future? Well, McKenna seems to indicate that is. So, you know, you can go full circle and say for Gassan, is the right thing for him to go back on loan to Burton for the rest of the season, given that, you know, we've we've got Hurst and Broadhead come in. Maybe as well, that'll be the right thing for for Gassan as well. But I, I had him down as my most underwhelming rather than worst. Yeah, uh, Liam, over to you then, my friend. Um, we'll segue into the most underwhelming and sort of part of the same question, really, because, you know, not many players has been underwhelming, but what's yours? I'm going to have to be really boring and agree because he probably would be mine. But if I want to be different and sort of try and say someone else, I'm going to say Hladke just because he's not been terrible, but I've not been impressed with him, if you know what I mean. So... Yeah, it's it's difficult, but that's the one I'm going to go with. Sorry if that's not very exciting either. <laughs> no, this 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 whole 
feature's now been underwhelming. Um, really. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, just yeah. that's what you should call the podcast. Just, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. This feature's been underwhelming. Um, but Steve, uh, over to you then, my friend. Well, my, mine's totally different to any of the ones that you boys have said. So mine, hey. and I think if you look at him from a footballing point of view, he is a quality, quality player. And that's Marcus Harness. Um, he, there are points in games where he looks Premier League quality, but there are points in games where he just goes missing for, for big periods and plays sloppy passes. He's a quality footballer. Um, but the, the amount of times I sit watching games, I mean, I, I watch them on iFollow or, you know, been to a couple of games this season, um, frankly. But when you watch him, he, he just he just leaves me feeling like, oh, come on, Marcus, you could do so much better than that. You're like, you are a really good player. You know, he scored some great goals. Um, some of his play is really good. I think he's on a par with Chaplin on his his ability but he just doesn't seem to deliver as often as Chaplin. And that is why I would say he was my underwhelming, most underwhelming. He's a quality player. Oh, what a beautiful pair of eyes. Yes. I yeah, mean, they, are, they are stunning, aren't they? But they yeah, a little bit inconsistent for my liking. Yeah, that's what um, Pompey fans sort of told us, didn't they, about Marcus Harness? You know, yeah. a quality player at this level, but... Yeah. yeah, just sometimes inconsistent, but uh, yeah, hopefully you have a good second half of the season. Um, I'll jump. So let's uh, let's be um, bring this podcast back to um, some positive stuff. Best signing so far, because yeah, we, you never know. It could be more signings in January. Or McKenna said there could be one or two more. Could there be the final one? Be unbelievable, but best signing so far. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's only one one player for me that goes down as best signing of the season so far. Leaf Davis. You know that. I've said before in a previous pod, um, you know, well, I think maybe in a couple of seasons we'll be comparing him to Creswell. I mean, he's, you know, he's um, he's outstanding down our left flank and hooray, we finally got someone that can actually take a decent corner as well. Um, the guy just, you know, I've said before, uh, you know, uh, like Wolfie, oozes class as well and um, has been a great investment and, and brought balance to the to the team after last season. You know, I know everything came down the right from Danassian and from Burns. Um, this season, we're seeing it coming down the left. Um, probably as, uh, probably quite good as well that that is happening because I think a lot of teams have sussed us out down the right. But yeah, best signing so far, it's got to be Leif Davis. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, Liam, I saw you nodding your head there. and I think he'll get to Cresswell's level when he scores a 30, 40-yard screamer against Crystal Palace because that was an amazing goal he scored there. But, but yeah, Liam, best signing so far? Very good, Davis, because that's what he is. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, fits straight in the team. What you've said, Mark, he evens the balance out. And to me, you could put him in a championship team tomorrow and I think he'd fit right in and play and do a really good job. And what impresses me about him the most is his work rate. He's always running up and down the pitch and he doesn't stop. And you see why he goes off because he's absolutely knackered to keep up up and down running the wing. So, yeah, he's very good Davis for me. <laughs> yeah, good old Bielsa, of course, saying that, uh, that great clip. Um, Steve, over to you there, my friend. Best signing. It's going to get boring this um it's davis he's yeah. just class how how on earth we managed to get him from leeds for the fee that we got him for I, i'm glad we got him when we did because i think if it had been now that would have been a two three million pound transfer um it, what, what was it just over a million a million quid um he's just quality 
Um, he is, I mean, say you can't compare him to Cresswell. I would now. He's he's as good as Aaron Cresswell was when he played for us. Um, just quality player, absolute, as Mark said, oozes class. Um, love watching him. He's quick, he's direct, he can deliver a ball. He has a pot shot every now and again. Um, love him. And what a first name. Yeah, but he does need to score, though, in my opinion. I'm not, you know, as long as he, if he sticks five, he sticks five balls on Hurst's head before the end yeah, of the true, season, true that. I, I, I wouldn't care less. Wouldn't care to less. be fair, I, I'm contradicting myself there, actually, because, yeah, we've got other players scoring the goals anyway, but I just always like to have certain players just to score. Definitely a player like him who, who is left wing back going down that wing, and Aaron Cresswell did score a few goals. So um, if he wants to get to that level... I want to see a goal from good old Leaf. But, um, yeah, great signing. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure many more great performances from him. Uh, let's talk then about most improved player. I'll scrap and worst signing because we already found that when we got to that section, it just ruined that feature. So, um, once again, it's, it's it's probably going to be, yeah, possibly Gassan and then, yeah, the rest. Um, but most improved player then, Jobster? Uh, for me, um, he's Welsh. <laughs> But it's not Burns. It's Lee Evans for me. I mean, he, you know, he was good in the team last season. Um, unfortunate with injury, but this year, I mean, ever since I was fortunate enough to go to the Needham Market preseason game, and he, you know, he was back for that. Um, ever since then, he's, he's just spraying those balls around in that midfield like, like he's done it all his life. Um, compliments Morsey, uh, you know, to to a T. Um, I really am enjoying uh, watching. Lee in midfield and you know the names that we're rattling out we're going to have a really difficult decision at the come the end of the season for for player of the season you know if, if we, we've probably had a little bit easier over the last 10 years but this season someone's gonna you know one two maybe three or four people in this team are gonna are gonna miss out but but for me most improved this year is, is definitely Lee Evans. Yeah, definitely. He's he's been he's been class once again. He's he, of course he had a little brief injury, didn't he? But he's been able to bounce back from that, and he has been class. Um, Liam, most improved player for you? I've gone with Burgess because he's come into the first team and he just fits right in. You wouldn't know that he sort of stepped up straight into men's football, would you? Like, and he just he's a sort of a regular starter now. So. Yeah, definitely most improved by me. But I hadn't thought of Evans, but now you've said it, that was a good shout. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with Burgess to try and make it a bit different to everyone else. No, that's that's a great choice. And of course, Burgess had, had, had that mask, you know, the thing he recovered so yeah, quickly after that. The, How can I forget that? Place. And most people yeah, don't fun. sort of play or have that injury ever in their career, do they? So yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, so yeah, big up Cameron Burgess. He, he, gets, he should get a lot of praise. He should indeed. Um, well, Steve, most improved player, who, who are you picking? He's one of our own, Cam Humphreys. A okay. quad. Um, you were, were you sat there wondering who that was going to be, Ross? You were like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, definitely when you said Cam, I thought Cam Burgess. Oh, he's not one of our own. Uh, no, I agree with Liam. Cam Burgess has been solid, yeah. really, really good, and so and so Evans. Um, I would say Humphreys for a, for a young kid. He's a kid um, to come into that team, play alongside Morsi in a, a centre midfield pairing and he does not look out of place. That 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 boy now will, will play for England at one point. Um, I'm, I would put money on that now. He is that good. When he's got a couple of seasons of first team football, 
under his belt at a higher level, I can see Cam Humphreys playing international football. He's that good. Well, make a bet then, Steve. Put a bet on that. You know, go and yeah, Any book you want to give me. I know Bloomers likes to do a little bet and a bit of odd, odd yeah. series. Give me some odds on that because he will play for England, I reckon. He is he is that good. He's just well, he's got, stinky good. Yeah. He's got a great, you know, I've been in a room with him, being interviewed, and honestly, he is such a bright young lad and he speaks yeah. so well. I thought, you know, at first, I didn't know who was getting interviewed, but I looked around and went, it's Cameron Humphreys. And I felt like it was like a 30 year old senior player who's played over 300 league appearances, but he was spoke so to well. Bonham when he got interviewed the other week. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought when I listened. Um, yeah. So, yeah, brilliant player, brilliant player. And he's. Youth team product. Yeah, you got you got to love it, and you best, just best love midfielder it. in the club, wasn't it? Kieran said, Kieran Dyer, second best. I Kieran, like I know him. I don't know Kieran Dyer. <laughs> the legend, <laughs> know him, but you know Humphrey's best player in the um, midfield, apart from Morsi. He said, definitely, he did indeed. Nah, he's, he's, proved, he's proved that um, Cameron Humphrey is a baller, and he has been fantastic. Um, well, now biggest surprise then, Jubster, to end this feature. Who's been the biggest surprise for you? Uh, everything that Steve has just said for me, it's Cam Cameron Humphreys has been the biggest surprise. Um, he'd, he'd had a, what, a couple of cameo appearances in the, the previous season, but you know, he, he came onto the scene again, ironically, uh, we have replacing Lee who got injured in the midfield at, at Port Vale. And it was the second goal, wasn't it? That, that he scored for us. I mean, uh, he, he just uh, complimented Morsey in that midfield for that entire game. And, and quite rightly so, the town players, you know, wanted him to get the plaudits from the town fans right at the end there. But yeah, Cameron Cameron Humphreys, the, the, you know, the future there for, for our club here with him in midfield is, is yeah. <laughs> We're licking our lips, aren't we? You know, talking about all of these players. It's just, um, I mean, what a great time to be a town fan again. Yes, indeed, my friend. It is indeed. Um, I'll Liam, over to you then, my friend. Big, bigger surprise so far. Yeah, I was going to say Humphreys as well, just because no one expected him to play as well and the level he's playing in, and he's just fitted in, isn't he? And he's great. And as you said, his maturity is way above. To me, it's not the same levels, but it's sort of Rooney when he started playing, how he just sort of fitted in the mentality, the maturity. Yeah, and it's similar to me, but obviously... Different leagues, different levels. But yeah, that's the sort of thing I'm thinking. Indeed, my friend, indeed. And Steve, over to you there, my friend, to round off this feature, which has not been as shambolic as it was in the middle, but now it's it's sort of finished off very well. Well, uh, I mean, I've, it's all been really positive so far. I'm going to bring a bit of a downer on it now. Um, the, big, the biggest surprise for me and the thing I'm most disappointed about really this season is we've got, we've got, a really, really good, tactically astute manager in Kieran McKenna. You can't doubt that. The things that he's done with his squad since he came in is unbelievable. Where we were before with the absolute lunatics who run the club before, managed the team before. The thing that surprises me the most is the amount of points we've dropped in the last 10 minutes of games all season. How, how has that not been stopped? You know, he... We've all seen it. You know, I've been, to, I've watched numerous games where, I mean, the Charlton one still mentally scarred me. I mean, the Plymouth one was bad, but the, the Charlton one was horrific. Um, how can we get to so many games where we're right at the point of getting points and then we blow it? 
like this is a real downer and i don't want to be a downer because i'm generally glass half full um rather than 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 you know being negative but that genuinely surprises me that he's not been able to get that message across to the players on how to kill a game and you know we all talk about say on the pod we all talk about teams doing shithousery on us all the time we need to be doing some of that we should have been doing that on saturday against argyle we should have taken them to the cleaners been an absolute bunch of dicks and just got the game done that's what we should have done but we We didn't we said literally the same thing. We're like, every time Ipswich go away, people do it to us. So why don't yeah. we do it to them? Let's waste the time. Let's take as long as possible taking goal kicks. Let's hold the ball. Let's just do what we're used to. Go down injured. 99% of teams do it in the league. So why don't we do it? We're too nice for our yeah. own good. I know it's all been said. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to I echo totally that. Agree. And it it's really frustrating. You, it doesn't make you a bad team. It doesn't no. make you a bad player. It's professional. I was listening to Talk Sport the other morning. And they were talking about um, some Premier League players who were doing it. And it was like, oh, it's a professional element of the game. You know, that's what happened. we should be doing that. We should be killing these teams off at the end. But we don't. We, we, we just let these goals go in at the end. I'm really concerned that at the end of the season, that's going to cost us getting automatic. Already we're out of it based on those games where we've lost those points. And I genuinely, genuinely am a positive person when it comes to, to town, um, especially now. Um, but... The amount of points we've dropped. Well, somebody did a stat, didn't they? They did some analysis. Yeah. Was it 15 points or 16 points? points? Like, that's bonkers. We would be 10 points clear without that. Um, so I've really brought it on a downer. Sorry. No, no do you know what, Steve? My plan, but... no, no, I'm giving you praise here because it segues nicely into our sort of next talking point. I was wondering how we're going to sort of segue into it, but it is just how you're feeling. After the, the draw against Plymouth, you know, a late equaliser at Portman, amazing crowd, 29 plus thousand in League One, which is just unbelievable. But yes, is it as expected now with, with town fans and, and uh, everything? But um, but yeah, how are we feeling then, Jobster? Yeah, I hate seeing them stats. Sometimes when you see those stats, it just makes it worse, doesn't it? Just makes it worse. Um, but Jobster, how are you feeling after, after the draw and being out of the top two? Well, you know. <sighs> I said on game day, didn't I? And uh, and I still probably say it now, first and foremost, what a great advert for League One that game was on, on Saturday. You know, um, Plymouth are by far and arguably the, the best team to come to Portman Road so far this season. Um, actually give us a game. You know, we didn't have a team that parked the bus. We didn't have a team that was... Um, that wanted to play football but then drifted off. You know, we went toe-to-toe for... The 90 minutes, as, as Steve says, it's those, um, you know, those added on minutes at the end that we've still got to to remember to play in. But, you know, both teams hit the crossbar. Both teams, you know, ultimately scored a goal. Um, I think, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just over the midway point of the season. Um, I don't want to coin a Mick McCarvey phrase, but, you know, if we're not going to win a game, if we're not going to uh, win a game, then we don't lose the game. Um, you know, so so draw is, is still a point point on the board. Um, th- throughout the start of the season and probably up until about October, I wasn't really worried about what the other teams were doing. I was just enjoying watching Ipswich win most of the time, you know, coming away with three points. If we weren't, we were getting a draw. I've kind of got sucked into seeing what Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday are up to at the moment. And I think now having a look at our fixture list next five games, which do include Sheffield Wednesday as well. I don't think I'm going to worry too much about what Plymouth are doing, what Sheffield Wednesday are doing. Just concentrate on town. Um, I'd say, you know, there's some very winnable games 
coming up as well. So Plymouth's behind me. You know, we've had two very good games against Plymouth this season. Um, I don't think they're going to fall down or, or you know, or, or wither away like, you know, some, some fans on social media are commenting about. And I think Plymouth are, are there. And, you know, I'll, I'll wrap, you know, this little bit up by just echoing Andy Warren's point that, you know, he makes on the main pod. Come the end of the season, one of Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday or Ipswich is going to be very bitterly disappointed with points hall to find themselves in the playoffs. If it's us, we've got to be ready for it. And that's really all I can say right at this moment. Indeed, my friend. I think we're like, I think we're seventy points from last season to someone get into the top six. I think you know this season it could be yeah ninety points. You could be not even in the top two, which is just madness. Um, but yeah, it's just what League One's all about. Some people say it's a rubbish League League One, but do you know what? I don't think it is because there is some bad teams. But overall, you know, it's a different it's competitive. It's a different type of football in League One, isn't it? You you know, I would say there's three different types. You know, you, you've got the park, the bus teams. You know, they're coming to Portman Road. They just, they want to hold us to a draw and come away going, yeah, we held Ipswich to a draw. And you've got the teams that want to try and play football, but they're, you know, they're, they're probably still finding out about themselves. And, you know, Oxford on Boxing Day, good example that, you know, they would, they for 15 minutes, they more than matched us. But our, you know, our stamina and, and clearly, you know, our, our training, paid paid out and you know we were able to see that win comfortably and then you get the teams like Plymouth who are pretty much matching us for us that and you know like I say three different styles of football at the moment in League One. Indeed. Liam how you feeling my friends? Opportunity here for you to sort of echo your thoughts on what's been what's been going on the few few weeks you know some fans are like thinking oh is this team gonna do it? What's your thoughts? I'll start with the Plymouth game that's all right so before the game on Saturday, if you said to me a week ago today, we've got a draw to Plymouth, I'd be really pleased because they're the best team in the league. And how many points are they dropping this year? They're dropping hardly any at all. But the fact we conceded right at the end, which we've all seen before, it was bitterly disappointing. But I wanted to say earlier, who do you blame for that? Do you blame the players? Do you blame the coaching staff? Where do you point the finger? Because... Yeah, that I, I don't know. And obviously we all rate McKenna and so it's it's hard to tell, but we'll see. But the season so far, it's been a hell of a season so far. And regardless where Ipswich finish, remember how far we've come. We were at mid table for three, four years in a row, and we outplayed Sheffield Wednesday for over an hour. We should have beaten Plymouth at Plymouth and should have beat them at home. It's a crazy ride, isn't it? How football's come and how it's changed. So, regardless where they finish, I'm just trying to be thankful and positive about where this season is and how they're getting on. But I'm not sure where they're going to finish. And I think because this is League One football, this isn't elite level sort of Champions League, top Premier League. I think this is going to be a roller coaster ride. I don't think the table is going to stay as it is all season. I think. Ipswich have had their blip in December, which was four draws, was it, I believe? And I think other teams are going to have the same thing. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if Ipswich sort of went back to second or first for a bit and then went up and down. So, yeah, but I'm trying not to get sucked in with the other results as well. It's just if we win our own games, worry about ourselves and see where we are. But I remember um, 
Benjamin Bloom said on, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here, the Blue Monday, he said, I'm only joking with you. He said last year that the team got 96 points who didn't get promoted and that could happen this year, which is absolutely crazy because in any other league, you'd win the league and probably any other football league league you'd win it wouldn't you it just happens it's just the most Ipswich thing ever isn't it that we could get 90 odd points and not go up but yeah I'm trying to remain upbeat about the season so far well said my friend no well said well said indeed and I just don't want the playoff boys I don't want the playoffs please don't we don't we just don't want that it's your town history in the playoffs is not great um of course it's a nice little trip to Wembley but you've got to win the semis first of all but I would be really worried we're doing MK Dons last year that's what concerns me yeah yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, let's let's not talk about that just yet. But we yeah, may we'll have to talk it about it if uh, <laughs> yeah, leave it there. Um, but Steve, you, you sort of started this conversation off, but to round it off, um, Jobstone Liam says some good stuff. What else do you want to say, my friend? The overarching thought I had at the end of the game was one of disappointment for throwing it away in the ninety-third minute because that is gutting, especially when it's Plymouth where I live. That's really gutting. Um, the abuse I got on Facebook was not pleasant. Um, the thing that kind of strikes me is if you look at the league, league one this season, you got us, Wednesday and Argyle. The three of us are the best three teams in that league, I think, by a pretty considerable margin. Two of us are going to go up. You can only have two out of three. So two of us are going to go up. If we are not in that two and we end up in the playoffs... The team's blood. I mean, what's the gap between us and fourth? It's quite a considerable chunk of points. Getting down to sixth is even more. The team's Isn't it more than ten. It's Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's it's around the ten point mark. So the teams that are in the playoffs now. Even come the end of the season, if we end up dropping into it or staying in it now until the end of the season, we are considerably better points wise, goals wise, conceding wise than anyone in the playoffs. What we need to be able to do is get to the playoffs, switch that balls we've affected up and we've not gone up, and then turn on the style for the playoffs. Because if you look at... I mean, no one wants to play. I don't want the playoffs. No one wants the playoffs. If we go into the playoffs with that mindset and we go through the semis and we get to the final and we go up, what an amazing experience that would be for every town fan. When was the, I mean, Stewie was at the game on, on Saturday. I mean, that was the last time we were at Wembley, wasn't it? When Stewie was there? Like, we've, we've got a better team, a better squad. The additions we've got coming over the transfer window are insane. I think we will go through the playoffs if we get in it. If we, if we drift off and stay in it, I think we will go up. Um, what, can, I, good. can I just say I don't think it's it's mad how good this Ipswich team is on paper and week in week out we outplay these teams and we're not higher in the league than we are because this is the best Ipswich team for an absolute long time and yeah. 99% of this team would get in any other league, to, league one team starting 11 apart from Plymouth and maybe Wednesday Jackson, for example, Mark, who you said your worst player, I think he'd start for any other team in the league. Probably. And it's crazy how that team isn't top of the league. It's mad. All three of us are championship level teams. 100%. And we're all in, and we're all in League One and there's only two spots. So one of us is going to get hacked off at the end of the season and we're going to the playoffs. So I just hope it's not us. 
I mean, I, I am remaining um, positive, and I think we won't be that team. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm latching onto. The teams below us are considerably worse off points wise than us. As long as we perform at the level that we've got with the additions that we've had coming to the squad over the January window, I think we'll be okay. Um, but time will tell. We're Ipswich. Yeah, we are Ipswich. Um, as Liam said, it is going to be a roller coaster. But also, I'm st- I'm a bit concerned about Derby and Barnsley though. They've and Bolton. They've had some good, you know, run of form. But enough of that. But yeah, as as Liam said, it's going to be a roller coaster. So everyone, get your strap yourself in and enjoy the ride because um, it is exciting. Um, even though with you know dropping points and late bloody equalisers and stuff, but it's good fun. Um, well, boys, let's get into the strike then. To um. Enjoy the rest of the roller coaster of this podcast. Um, a lot of other stuff to talk about, of course. Oxford this weekend at the Kassam, but we've got four questions plus a tiebreaker. Plat home as ever. Um, let me get the answers up. Hopefully, I've made sure that all the questions haven't got the answer. I've, I've been prepared, I have prepared myself well this time. Um, we're gonna start off with number one. Question number one is on Barry Cotter. Um, I mentioned Barnsley. Barry Cotter is back in English football. Um, he is signed for Barnsley on a permanent deal. Um, so he'll be heading, taking on town in March if he if he plays for them. Um, but yeah, the question on him is, what squad number did he wear during his time at town? Was it 34, 37 or 39? Good old Bazza. If you um, listened to the podcast a few years ago, it used to be the outro jingle. Good old Bazza. Um, thanks, Bazza, for doing that. Um, sort of Blast from the past, that was. Um, but there we go then, boys. What do you reckon? 34, 37 or 39 if you're into your squad numbers? Take it away, guys. You, you can tell me the answer. <laughs> oh, uh, I guessed 34. I've gone 34 as well. Oh, you're wrong. It's 37. I'm 37. Oh. That's a cutter. Barry Cotter, there we go. So, nil-nil going into the second question. Um, Next question is on Brett Pittman. Um, Celebrates his birthday this month. Uh, Good old Brett Pittman. Now playing in uh, non-league. He dropped down crazily down to non-league. He he was still playing, I think, League 2 football. And out of nowhere, he just dropped down to, I think, eighth tier of, you know, English football, which is crazy, but it is what it is. But um, what is his middle name, boys? Is it Douglas, Harold or Morris? He's got a very old name, middle, middle name. Uh, so is it Brett Douglas Pittman, Brett Harold Pittman, or Brett Morris Pittman? So, uh, so yeah, as you know, guys, on the strike, we're bringing the middle names. This is becoming a regular feature on the strike. Middle names. Just an easy question to quickly Google and look on Wikipedia and go, oh, what's their middle name? Um, so, yeah, keep, keep enjoying it because it's going to happen every week. I may even do a middle name special one week. You never know. Um, what do you reckon then, boys? Is it uh, Doug- Douglas, Harold or Morris? I've gone I've Morris. Gone, I've gone Harold. Ooh, wait, oh, diff- all different questions. I'm just actually going to double check this question. Sorry, boys. <laughs> and, and girls and everyone listening. I'm, it I'm is checking the internet, Ross. I'm on Twitter waiting for Clark to get announced. Yeah, yeah true. Still still not been announced yet um, as of this recording, but um, we shall see. Hopefully, maybe just before we outro it, it could get announced, but... Uh, We'll be lucky. Um, but the correct answer is Douglas. Douglas. So Steve gets the point. So it's 1-0 to good old Steve. Um, question three is on Ibrahim Asonko. Superman. Remember Ibrahim Asonko had one season in the town. He joined the club 
in 2011. From which club, though? Was it Stoke, Reading, or Portsmouth? Of course, fun fact, you play for all these clubs, so trick question somewhat. I don't know. <laughs> Just depends uh, in what order. Uh, yeah, you joined town from which of these clubs in 2011? Of course, played in the Premier League. One stage. How? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I thought he weren't a bad player, but he had, he had his moments. You know, we've had a few of those players who were, yeah, just moments. But, yeah, of course, struggled with fitness during his time in the club. Did he score a good goal once against Brighton? He's only goal for the club. Um, what do you reckon then, boys? Um, of course, it's Liam and Mark, you need to get a point here to take it to the question four. But could Steve win it here to make it 2-0? Oh. Reading Portsmouth I've gone yeah. Stoke <laughs> I like that I like that and the correct answer is Stoke so Liam makes it 1-1-0 one, one, um, of course yeah it was at Reading from 2004-2008 then joined Stoke in 2008-2011 of course joined us but he had a, a brief loan spell at Portsmouth while he was at Stoke so technically yeah, but it's, it's Stoke. He signed from Stoke on a free transfer. Um, okay, then, question four, and it's going to be Steve and Liam going head-to-head. But then, Jobster, if they both get it wrong and you get it right, we'll go to the tiebreaker, and then it's all to play for. Um, but final question. Uh, by the way, it was Son- it's Sonko's birthday this month. That's why it's a question, um, just to let people know. Uh, next question also is on this man who's also got a birthday this month, and that is Owen Garvin. Good old Owen Garvin. Uh, now, what was his first squad number at town? Was it 18, 23, or 29? Because, of course, he, he switched his number to... Was it number seven? Was he a number seven? I should really know that. That's, that's bad for me. I should really know that. But, um, yeah, he, of course, when he first came through, this is his number. Yeah, he was number seven, of course. He was number seven when he... Uh, when Yeah, we just took the number seven. Um, but, yeah. Well, we'll start with you then, Jobstar. What are you going for, my friend? And then we'll see... Um, if you are right, and if you are right, then we'll see if Liam and Jobster um, and Steve are right. So take it away, my friend. Well, I did a peachy today, and I did a lot of swatting up on squad numbers, <laughs> and it's not worked out for me so far. <laughs> 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 wrong players have so, turned up. Yeah, the wrong players have turned up. So stab in the dark, twenty nine. Okay, uh, uh, Liam, Steve, what are you I've going for? Twenty three. Okay, eighteen. 18. All gone different again. All gone different. Good luck, Liam. Good luck, all. Good yeah, luck. Liam's Liam's one. Liam's one. It's 23. Do you know how I do you know how I remember that? Because I remember at the time in his squad number, and it was the same time Beckham had it at Madrid or wherever he was at. And I just yeah. remember thinking it was really ironic that he had the same squad number. Somehow yeah, that was in the back of my brain. Don't ask me how I remember that. <laughs> I like that. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> Um, well, Liam, you've won, but as always, the question I ask, are you going to gamble it? Well, it's really not to, isn't it? I'm going to have yeah. to. I probably shouldn't. I should just go home and take the speedboat, but let's go for it. Yes, my friend. Well, um, the thing is, you have to get it bang on. Uh, well, Mark and Steve have to get it bang on to take the crown. So um, we shall see with this tiebreaker then. Um, so, of course, in the news, Mick McCarthy's back in management. Um, he's at Blackpool for the rest of the season, doing another firefighting job in the championship. Um, 
we'll, we'll get your thoughts quickly on that, boys, after this tiebreaker. But yeah, Mick McCarthy back in management, which is madness. Uh, 63 years of age now. Um, but now, in 279 games in Chargertown, how many games did he win? So yeah, how many games did he win? So you've got to get it bang on, Jubster or Mark, to take the crown. Liam, also play at home as well. Um, yeah, what do you reckon then, boys? Um, 279 games in charge of town. All competition, all competitions, not friendlies, of course. Friendlies don't count. Um, do your maths, have a little think, and uh, take it away. What, what's your What's your thinking, Leo? What, what, how many games do you think? Do you think it's a good amount? Do you think it's in three three digits? Or I so without doing any quick maths, I don't think he had a from memory. He didn't have a very high win percentage. It was very sort of. 50 60 percent so that without doing any sums that would be the quick one off the top of my head okay all right and steve mark start with you then jobster what are you going for uh similar thinking to to liam we drew quite a lot under mccarthy he made us hard to beat so um i don't think it's three figures i've written 95 okay 95 steve i've, I've gone higher I have gone three figures because I think he did have a couple of seasons where his win percentage was pretty decent before he completely copped it up. Um, so I've gone one one four, which is quite high. It's, if that is bang on the money, Ross, I literally... sadly, 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 it's not. But you are one away. You are no. one away. It's, it's hundred and five. Unbelievable. 105 wins, 78 draws, 96 defeats, win ratio 37.63. I can't believe that. When, when you said t- three, f- three figures, I thought, oh, is he going to... Quality, quality manager. Best yeah. manager we've had him. No, he's not. No, <laughs> no. He, he's definitely he's been the best manager in, in the last 10... 10 he was oh, the best oh, manager oh. when we had him. Yeah. But, and, you know, of course, McKenna's coming in. He's been fantastic. But, yeah, he's been the best once you know, before him, before Kieran McKenna. Um, but yeah, Steve, you're so close, my friend. But Liam, you still take the crown. Um, your thoughts and, uh, yeah, speech. Um, I'd just like to thank everyone. And um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the award. I look forward to taking my speed back home. Cheers, Roscoe. I was expecting the post. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was the, that, was the, that was the reward this week. There's new prize. We've got a budget now. Uh, it's, it's only a mini uh, speedboat that you can have in your bath. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it is one. So there we go then, boys. Um, the strike done. Hope everyone at home enjoyed playing along. Um, hopefully you got a lot of the questions right. And uh, yeah, 105 wins, Nick McCarthy um, in town charge um and yeah boys he's back in management uh jobster thoughts on that quickly some some listeners will be thinking well we're talking about Mick McCarthy that's old news but he's back in football management yeah we'll keep it at that poor old black blackpool have been through the ringer over the years haven't they and now they've got the dinosaur in charge um yes he did have a you know a good win percentage with us for a while and you know we did get to the to the playoffs but i never rated him too much after that and in fact i've I've only recently taken the neck brace off because it's nice to see the football being played back on the floor so yeah we're going to talk about him because of his ex-links with ipswich but you know he's moved on a long time from us now and um yeah good luck blackpool you'll need it indeed um 
Liam, Steve, just your quick thoughts on on this um, Mick McCarthy. Will he be in charge next season when we're in the championship? Oy. We shall see. But um, Or will they be relegated? We don't know. But Liam, what's, what's your quick thoughts? And yeah, Blackpool, they've had they've had yeah a lot of problems. They've been back, back in the championship, Mock Aberton and stuff like that, but just hasn't worked out. Muted, my friend. <sighs> Schoolboy like, error. Um, yeah, <laughs> I watch a lot of championship and football league and they haven't won in 10 games, I think it is now. Um, I think he'll keep them up. They, you know what he's like. You know the football he plays. It's not exciting and he just grinds out results and I think they'll do it. I feel sorry for him. They're going to have to watch this week in, week out for six months. But yeah, I think he'll keep them up, which I don't suppose they care really, do they? After no. such a poor start. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Steve, to, to round off this Mick McCarthy chat. Four words. Could not care less. Fair enough. Sounds good. We'll move on. We'll move on. Um, let's talk then about um, some other news that's been dropping. Of course, Alcum Baggett um, was recalled from his spell at Gillingham, but has now been loaned to Cheltenham in League One. So great loan move there. Um also talking about um, the fixture that we all knew was going to get moved. Of course, the Fleetwood game has been moved to the Sunday now, the 7th of May, um, because of the coronation, of course, to the King. Um, is it Philip? Is it King Philip? This is bad. I'm going to get, I'm going to get Charles, killed now. Charles. Oh, no. King Charles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, <laughs> Charles. Not Philip Ross. No, he, yeah, he no. died a few years ago. Yeah, he died a few years ago. But, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, game got moved, but we all knew it was going to get moved. Uh, I'm going to move on from that. Um, and let's talk about Oxford, uh, then, boys. <laughs> um, um, of course, we, we had a good day, didn't we, on Boxing Day when we beat them 3 0? But uh, that was a couple of weeks ago, and some um, I'm sure Oxford are wanting to um sort of revenge that. Um, of course, I've had uh, some ba- not bad results as of late. Um, of course, they played against Arsenal in the cup, and I think they played pretty well against them for a good hour, and then of course, they lost 3 0 in the end. But I'm um, just a your thoughts against Oxford. The last time we went to the Kassam, they scored a late bloody equaliser, which killed the season. Um, what's your thoughts going to this one? And your hot take predicts I think that could happen. There's a sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Oxford away, hey? hey where you can uh, park your car and keep an eye on it during the game because <laughs> of that stand that's missing. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, we, we've, we talked earlier about some of the games where we've conceded in the last minute. And of course, Oxford last season was another one of those, wasn't it? In 92nd minute or something like that, we were one up thanks to Selena. Um, we outplayed them in the end on Boxing Day. Um, like I said earlier, they gave us, a, you know, we went toe to toe for the first 20 minutes, but they, they just couldn't keep up the, the pace. They started too quickly. They had McGinty in goal. Um, he was, I think it was his debut. Could be wrong. Don't, you know, don't shoot me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but he was atrocious. He couldn't hold a shot at all. And and, and if it's which are going are gonna to take these teams to the sword, they need to pick out these sort of things. You know, I, I would like us to see taking pot shots from outside the box against Oxford, because um, you know he, you know. I Although assume, I don't think I don't think he's starting now. I think Eastwood has come has, back in. He's he been dropped there, yeah. Okay, but yeah, McGinty yeah. was was awful at Portman Road, and we need to take advantage of that if he was in was in goal. Um, 
but you know and i think the other thing that was which was a bit ridiculous as well on, on boxing day for oxford was the sub got subbed who uh, he got subbed in the 15th minute uh, and uh, came on in the 15th minute and uh, was taken off in the 60th so and you know um yeah there's been some ridiculous things already so looking forward to a bit of the same on um on a Saturday, but um, sublime. I mean, you know, we talked earlier about Leif Davis and and how great he is at corners. Wouldn't it be great if uh, he was to score from a corner? <laughs> Open his town account straight from the uh, straight from the corner flag. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm going down for my sublime on uh, on Saturday. Okay, then I like that. Um, quick quick prediction from you, my friend. What, what's your score prediction? I, it could probably be the same as it was on, on Boxing Day. Probably would go for a for a three nil. Um, you know, I think you know you we've got the new additions. Broadhead should hopefully be in the team. Um, Hurst now will have had a couple of weeks of training under under his belt as as well. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing them. You know, getting a little bit, getting more game time this weekend, and I and I and I think we really will. I think we'll put this this run of draws that we, that we've just had behind us, um, and I think you know this is the time now where we will start to go on our run. You know, we, we follow it up with Morecambe, we follow up with Cambridge away. Yeah, I, I am confident that you know we'll come back to Portman Road with the three points from the Cassam this weekend. Nice one, my friend. We shall see. Um, Liam, over to you then. Let's talk quickly about team news. Actually, you know. Broadhead, you know, McKenna said he could possibly be feature. George Hurst, could he start? What are you going for in your terms, your starting 11 and also your hot take for the game? I think he'll change the team because I can't see him. McKenna doesn't keep the same team for sort of a couple of games in a row, does he? So I wouldn't be surprised if one of the new stars came in. Um, yeah, Hurst has got to start at some point, hasn't he, as well? So I'm not too sure where. Um what do you guys think of her so far then? Big boy. Big boy, big boy. He was very tidy when he came on. He's not played though, is he? I mean, he's not played for Blackburn um, no. at all, really. A couple of games here and there. Um, thought he was decent. A decent sub when he came on against Plymouth. So. Yeah. Nearly had an assist, didn't he, with one or what is either the first or second touch on them. Um, on Saturday, but de- definitely looks like he can make himself a nuisance in the box. Definitely got the physicality about him as well. Um, yeah, like like Steve says, he hasn't played much for for Blackburn, so get a few game minutes inside him, and um, yeah, could be the difference between um, the playoffs and automatic for us. He, he could be the catalyst for kicking harness on because when those two played at Portsmouth, those two had a really really good understanding. If you look at I mean, I've seen some clips of, Harn- uh, of Hurst's goals uh, at Portsmouth. A lot of them were Harness-inspired. Um, so the two of them have got a bit of a track record of playing well together. So maybe he's the one who might kick Harness on. Well, I don't think he'll play. That's my take. Okay, okay. Um, Liam, what's your, what's your hot take for the game slash prediction? I'm going to be a bit more negative. You want a hot take, so I'm going to give you a hot take. I think Town are going to have a player sent off. Oh, what's more, she done this time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's going to wind him up this week for to get a card? Exactly. Yeah, because I know he's only one card away, isn't he, at the moment? So we were saying on Saturday, does he sort of take a book in now? So they've got him. Although I think, um, but I think now that's um, now. Like in terms of, oh, it's gone, is it? Yeah, I think when it gets to the halfway point of the season, it sort of gets changed, and then yeah, so he's not 
going to be suspended um, for the next game if he gets another yellow. Um, I think that's the rules anyway. But if if there is a player going to get sent off, you got you got to give us the player. Please don't yeah. say Christian Walton because that would be that be that would be bad. No, I was thinking Morsey just because he'll get shit Howlsbury the whole game to him. But sorry to be negative, but you wanted a hot what? take, so I've given you one. I yeah. like it. Score prediction, then, my friend. Uh, even though we're ten men down, we, are we going to win the game? Well, I'm bottom of the prediction league, so I'm probably the worst person to ask. But I might not be now, actually, after Saturday. No, it won't be now. So, yeah, you, no, you. so I'm going to be positive and I'm going to say Town are going to win 2-1. 2-1. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. Um, well, Steve, over to you then, my friend. We're going to have a sent off. Lee Davis is going to score from a corner. Um, your hot take and your prediction, just your overall thoughts on the game. Uh, my prediction for the result is the same as Mark. I'm going 3-0 Town. I think they'll repeat their game. The thing with Oxford is they're not, they aren't a bad team. Um, I mean, as much as you might not like the way they play, um, they get results. Um, I think Broadhead will play. Um, I think his niggle in the Argyle game was very disappointing because he didn't get even on the bench. Um, I think Hurst will play in front of Ladapo. I think he did enough on Saturday to get him in that squad. So I think Broadhead and Hurst will, will play. Um, I my Sublime takeaway is Broadhead will get a brace, Hurst will also score, and we'll win 3 0. And that will be the start of a six game winning streak, which will put the fear of God into Plymouth Argyle. They will brick it, they will then start dropping points left, right, and center. And then in six weeks' time, we'll be thinking, How many points can we go clear? That's my take. I told you I was positive, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like to see that. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, definitely. You know, Broadhead on his debut, scoring two goals, and then Hurst with his. He is. He is. If you look at our transfer window this, you know, January, disregard the summer, January transfer window, he is the best signing we could have got. 100%. I mean, he's proven Premier League quality. He scored goals where he, wherever he's gone, even at Wigan, and they are shocking. Um, my boss supports Wigan, so I like to say that. Um, if he's watching unlucky um he's a proven goal scorer so that that i think is the best signing we've had all transfer window and i think he'll score a place like it and he's a permanent signing isn't he as well he's not yeah. you know got him alone it's a permanent yeah. side of league one it's just oh, unbelievable it's just brilliant um well as of this recording harry clark hasn't signed so we haven't been able to do the klaxon um, but we shall wait and see when that is confirmed. Um, well, boys, it's been one hell of a show. I hope you've enjoyed listening, everyone. Um, Jobstar, thanks for joining us as ever. Um, any other business, my friend? No, just, um, yeah, more of the same. Um, you know, just to, to, to echo Steve's comments just a second ago, I, I, I too feel that uh, Ipswich are due a run now. And, you know, our next six fixtures, Sheffield Wednesday are in the middle of them as well, are, you know, all very, very winnable on paper and um you know could be that that run and and you know we'll, we'll forget about these draws that we've just been going on through through december and into january so yeah looking forward to the uh to what is it 20 games left to go as, as you know as we re- you know every point now matters between now and the end of the season so yeah bring it on can't wait indeed my friend every point's a prisoner um so there we go <laughs> liam over to you my friend don't know where that came from um any other business my friend no, none from me. Thanks for having me back on, Roscoe. But yeah, let's hope we have a good charge in the season. I really hope Steve's right that we go on a X amount of game winning streak and we put the fear in other teams. But yeah, Wednesday at home is going to be interesting next month as well, isn't it? So yeah, can't wait for it. 
keep yeah, the faith, boys. Fantastic. Keep the faith. We've got a very, very, very good squad, a very good team, and a top draw manager. It is going to click, and it, I think it's going to click when we need it to click. And I think that might happen on Saturday. We are due to give a team a hiding, aren't we? It's been a while. Yeah, it's going to happen. The other day, you know, we haven't given anyone a spanking this season. You know, you could say Oxford was a good result. We really took them to pieces, really. But we've not given anyone a good tank in this season. Somebody is going to get an absolute battering from us at some point. For, I mean, four, five, six. I think, I think it'll be someone like Burton or Forest Green at home. It'll be someone like that, I'd mm. guess. But we'll see what yeah. happens. But hopefully soon. Oh, don't don't forget, we've got Morecambe in town next Tuesday night. Um, yeah. So if, if we're going to put someone to the sword, bottom of the league, uh, coming yeah. coming to Portman Road, under the lights, big crowd, could be that night. The support's been amazing, though, isn't it? I mean, I was there on Saturday, 20, 29,000. When I was sat in... We, there's a load of Southwest fans who went up and big shout out to the, to Steve Mellon who sorted all the tickets for that and got us all into the same block. And we were in with the Fortuna Dusseldorf fans. It was insane atmosphere. It was really, really good. And we were giving the Sir Bobby Robson a bit of a, a challenge with the singing. It was really good. And then I've seen they've moved to the Cobbold now, haven't they, for the next game. So interesting they've done that. But, you know, our support this season has been nothing short of stellar. Um, and we are, you know, we've had some dodgy results where you kind of wonder whether we, fans will keep coming. But we, I think people see it. I think they can see the progression we're making as a club and as a team. And they are, they are coming out to support in numbers. I mean, that's the first time. I mean, I've been to Portmore Road loads of times in my, especially in my youth. But I don't think I've ever seen a crowd like that on, on a match day. I mean, that was pretty special. Um, quite emotional, especially when Stewie came on at halftime and did his interview that was that was good okay then any other business is done but we've just seen the notification klaxon time boys harry clark has been confirmed live on the podcast i think this happened um last week just before we were recording the um broadhead deal no massimo luongo deal um got confirmed for the second time this month um, we can talk about a signing. Uh, we spoke about him earlier in the podcast, but now we're talking about a signing on the podcast. Uh, Jubster, Liam, Steve, we're live on it. Um, live reporting on it. Um, Jubster, you, you spoke about it earlier, but it's confirmed, my friend. We've signed someone from Arsenal. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, I, I touched on it earlier. Um what a masterclass again and what a transfer window we're having you know it's great to see him through the door this is you know this is really good um hometown lad you know and you saw how the fans got behind macaulay bond last season it's only going to happen again we're going to get behind harry clark um yeah this is absolutely amazing news and um yeah great that we got a little coup on the pod Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Um, Liam, over to you, my friend. I know you've got some stats to bring us um, for, for the listeners and the viewers. Uh, take away and, yeah, a signing. Get the stat clacks and going. So the last five games on SofaScore, he's got more than a 6.78 percentage average score. And his stats are all down the wing. And it's looking good. Goal conversion, do you want, do you want to know that? 20% um, is... Accuracy per game, um, 61%. Yeah, it's all looking good. So McKenna's 
done it again, isn't he? It looks really good on here. Yeah, indeed, my friend. And yeah, Mark Ashton said um, in an interview he doesn't want to leave any stone unturned, any regrets in this window. You know, Luongo, Hurst, Broadhead, Clark now, any other business, we shall wait and see. But Steve, um, your thoughts, my friend, on this signing again? This transfer was a shoe-in, wasn't it? Clark, shoe-in, that doesn't matter. Um, I also want to be sat in a Range Rover. Yeah, I want to sit in a Range Rover while we're doing this because... Is it Harry who sits in a Range Rover and just wheels his window down and then speaks yeah. to the reporters as they're chatting about the, tra the transfers? Um, shame it's not Peter Rollin Wingy um, because he liked to go from club to club. But as, as Mark said right at the start of this pod, really, really good signing. Young kid, technically excellent. Um, Ipswich boy. Nice to see an Ipswich boy come back. Um, we've got a few in the squad now. So, yeah, that's a, that is a top, top draw sign. That's a a signing of intent, um, not a desperation signing. That is a signing for next season. Um, so, yeah, really pleased. Um, be interesting to see when he gets to play. Um, I know he's played quite a bit for Stoke this season, but 20-odd um, games, I think, uh, Mark. Yeah. 10, 10 games and 10 subs, so that's not bad. Um, so he's playing at championship-level football. Um, I think he could be a really good addition, really good addition for us. And add some quality on the right as well. So, um, a bit of competition can't be bad. Um, we're not signing duffers, are we? No, we're not indeed. A permanent deal, um, short term, long term, good signing all round. And what a window it's been. And uh, what a way to end the podcast, boys. Jobster, Liam, Steve, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, as ever, support our sponsors at Manscape. I use code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery. Harry Clark, if you're listening, my friend. Use that code, my friend, ready for, for your debut for town. And, of course, Ginger Pickle for all your marketing needs. But what a way to end the podcast. It's always great to start a podcast with a signing, but to end the podcast with a signing, happy days. If you go into Oxford, hope you enjoy. And if you're not, follow the game with us. And I'll be back for many more podcasts. I'm sure the flagship show. Just a new signing. Welcome to, Harry, uh, to the club, Harry Clark. Bye for now.